Hello, and thank you for joining Incoming, where I help you sort through the crap that life throws at you and tear down the roadblocks that you put in your own way. Hello, and welcome to Incoming. I'm your host, Margie Avery. Thank you for downloading and listening to today's episode. So today, I thought, being the time of year it is, you know, the happiest time of the year that is also, for many people, the most depressing time of the year with the biggest struggles with depression and other mental health issues. And I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. As I constantly say, I'm just living this life with you. So I, but I've, I have found ways to deal and to cope with these times and these types of things. So I thought that I would talk a little bit today on things that I found that helped me. And one of the things I, I'm going to share real quick with you, I can't talk today, really quickly with you an experience that I had yesterday. And it was one of those things that, you know, could have been very stress inducing and ruined your day, but I adjusted my mental attitude and it went okay. Um, my, I, I broke my phone and I have coverage on it. So I had to go to the Apple store and schedule an appointment. And if any of you have ever been to the Apple store, you know that it's kind of utter chaos and you got to pack a lunch and pack some patients. And I knew that going in, but I had an appointment. So that alleviated some of the problem. Well, actually they won't even see you if you don't have an appointment, but I made an appointment and I came in and they said, okay, it's going to be ready in, you know, like an hour and 40 minutes. So I thought, well, I'm at the mall. I, I've i got a little bit of Christmas shopping to do. I'll, I'll do that. I'll make the best of it. And I walked out of the store, and the first funny thing that occurred to me was I'm not sure how I'm going to know when that hour and 40 minutes has passed because I didn't wear my Apple Watch, didn't wear any watch. And if any anyone who knows me knows, I'm kind of a, a watch girl. I, I like watches. I like heavy, chunky, kind of chronograph-looking watches, and and I have my Apple Watch, obviously, but, you know, I, I didn't wear anything. I don't know what I was thinking because I knew they were going to have to take the phone and repair it or replace it. So I figured, okay, well, I'll figure this out somehow. And, and you know, the malls, nobody has clocks up anymore because everyone has a phone with them. So I, I'm doing some shopping and I realize I'm unaware of how much time has passed. So I, I got a coffee and I sat down in one of those open seating areas. And there was a woman about five feet away from me. She's seated also. And I saw she was on her phone. So I asked her, well, can you tell me the time? She looked at me like I was crazy. And knowing that she's probably thinking, well, don't you have a phone? And I, I, I answered it presumptuously. I said, well, my phone's at Apple being repaired, so I don't know the time. And instead of just giving me the time, she looked at me slightly annoyed and said, you don't have a watch? <laughs> I had a swirl of comebacks for her, but I thought, okay, maybe I'm just being overly sensitive. She just gave me the time finally. So I get back to Apple, and they tell me that they got everything replaced on the phone, but something wasn't working right. And for whatever reason, 
They couldn't repair the phone, but no big deal. They were going to give me a brand new one. So it was going to take about another 15 minutes. So I'm hanging in the store and then, then they get the new phone out there ready to set it up and they lost my SIM card from my old phone and couldn't find it. So they're going to give me a new SIM card, but I ended up being in the store another hour. We had to call my carrier and set up the, the new phone with the new SIM card. And it was a lot of things. And I thought, you know, I could be losing my mind, but I'm not going to. Maybe, you know, God has kept me here long to protect me from something and whatever. So the guy at Apple looks at me and he says, you know, I really appreciate you being so patient. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I'm wealthy enough to be shopping in an Apple store and I'm healthy enough that I'm not on a ventilator somewhere. So I'm just going to not let this drive me crazy. And he appreciated it. So silly little example, but we can take, I couldn't control anything in that dynamic, but I could make the best of it. And I could choose to think of the positives. You know, Apple products are kind of pricey and Although they have a huge following, there are a lot of people that can't afford Apple products. So that was a blessing. It's a huge blessing that I have sufficient income that I can afford a $1,200 phone and I can afford to be in the Apple store shopping for Christmas while I'm waiting and walking through a mall shopping and I don't have these deep financial concerns. That's a huge blessing. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm out walking around doing things. I'm not sitting in a hospital or at home near death. And many, many, many people are. That's a blessing. And it was no one's fault at Apple that these things happened the way they happened. No one had been inept. No one had been inappropriate. It was just life. It was just how things were going. But I realized even though I can't control any of those things, what I have complete control over is how I react to them. Because sometimes it can be tempting to just vent all over the person in front of you, all of your frustrations about this situation. And really though, a lot of that negativity comes right back on you too, because you're getting yourself riled up. You're getting yourself in an unhealthy mental place. And for what? So you can be the person that this man or woman goes home from work and complains about, oh my God, I had this customer today that was crazy. You know, what's the point? And I even took ownership of the things that I could have done differently. You know, I didn't have to stay at the mall. I don't live that far. I could have driven home, relaxed in my own home until the appointment time came up. You know, that was a choice I made to stay at the mall. I could have thought, thought through the dynamics of what was happening, that you're taking your phone in, so you're not going to have your phone for some period of time. And knowing how these things sometimes go at the Apple store, maybe you should wear another timepiece, or especially your Apple Watch, because maybe you could still make contact with someone from that. And the way my SIM card got lost the first gentleman from their genius bar that checked me in, he gave me a sticker with a scannable code on there. Like, a, I don't remember if it was a barcode or a QR code, but something that when I came to get it, someone else 
could scan it and know what I was picking up and what the deal was. And it was, you know, kind of, it was a sticker. So he peeled it back partially, stuck my SIM card in there, rightfully thinking, you know, this is small. If you put it in your pocket or your wallet or your purse, it could get lost. This way it's stuck in here safely. And when I came back, the new gentleman that was helping me that was going back to get my phone, I gave him the sticker thinking this will be easier than me standing here giving you my name, rank, and serial number again. This should have everything that you need. So I'm trying to be helpful. But I neglected to tell the guy, be careful, my SIM card's in there. I, you know, and I, I thought about it just after he was out of earshot. But I thought, well, he'll probably feel it in that sticker. But he didn't. And he thought it was just a service sticker and he probably just threw it in the trash or, you know, wasn't as cautious with it as he would have been had I told him that the SIM card was in there. So I practice what I preach to you guys. I stopped. I acted rather than reacting. I assessed the situation. I accepted what I could have done differently to make things go smoother. Yes, an argument could be made the other way, but the point is take ownership of it. Like I always say, take ownership of it. Recognize, you know, control the one factor in there that you can, which is you. And so thinking about that made me realize, okay, if if this ever happens again, I'm in this scenario again, these are things to keep in mind to do differently, to make sure that the person knows that that piece of paper you just handed him also has your SIM card in there. I was negligent. So am I going to yell at this guy because I didn't take as much care as I was expecting him to and it was my own SIM card? You know, if being at the mall was, was aggravating in some way, I didn't have to do that. I could have made a choice to drive five miles home and turn around and come back nearly two hours later. By taking ownership of that, I realized that, okay, I, if I'm angry, I need to be angry at me, not the rest of the world, because really no one else has done anything wrong. They're trying to help me. And it's kind of going pretty good my way. I'm going to get a brand new phone for a $29 copay. And they're being very helpful. And setting up a new SIM card and doing all these things. So they're doing their job and they're being decent. And, you know, I owned the situation and realized in, in doing that, it made me realize, okay, if I'm ever in this situation again, I'm going to realize I need to stop and think and plan a little bit before I go hopping in the car and driving to the store, you know, thinking about what are you going to do when your phone's gone for 15 minutes or maybe two and a half hours? You need to think of a plan B to connect with people if you need to, or at least to know the time. So it ended up, I, I was peaceful through it and I was okay. And as for the lady making the snarky remark about, don't you have a watch? I mean, it was just a thought she had in her head, which any of us probably would have thought. She just said it out loud. But whatever, you know, she told me the time, you know, I'm thinking, just tell me the time, lady. But she did. So no need to let that impact my day. You know, I, I ended up spending four hours at the mall at Apple. But when I walked away, my broken phone that was broken due to my own neglect was replaced. I had a brand new phone. My phone service was reestablished. Everything's good. I had 
really nothing to complain about when you got down to it. But in society today, we are encouraged by the media, by social media, by, by many forces to take something like that and run with it, to let it set the pace of your day, to be your story for the day, to be your downtrodden, complainy thing. And I'm, I'm, it's, again, it's kind of a silly little example, but it, it touches on some big points to keep in mind. Things that I, I try to practice, things that I, I preach on here, that you can act rather than react. And I could have reacted and reacted badly, and most people would have considered me justified in it, but I didn't because that would have ruined my day even further. It wouldn't have improved the situation, solved the problem. It wouldn't have served any purpose. It would have made my already potentially bad day worse, and it would have ruined someone else's day as well, or took it on a negative turn anyway. So it's just, it's a little example of the big picture that I'm always preaching, that you can act, not react. You can take control of yourself in a dynamic. And at least in the sense or the realm of how it's impacting you, you can control that narrative. You can't control the whole narrative. You're not directing the whole play. But you can correct how you carry off the scene. I think you get my point. And this time of year, there's a lot of scenarios like that. You know, you're not the only person out shopping. You're not the only person who maybe has no one to spend the holidays with. We are not that unique. We are not that special. When you go out in public, just about everyone you encounter has got something on their mind. And things are relative. Maybe to you in comparison to the thing on your mind, it isn't as important, but to them it is. It's impacting them mentally the same as it is you and your thing. So keep that in mind when you're dealing with people. Also keep in mind that it is that time of the year where deliveries are messed up and orders are messed up and stores are crowded and people are all spending more than they can really, you know, than their typical budget, let's say. And many are spending more than they can really afford. And especially with what we've all been through in the last nearly two years with COVID, you know, it's finally a Christmas that, that sort of resembles what we call normal. So we're trying to, you know, really get into it a bit. But, but bear in mind that you need to pack your patience. You know, when you sit down to make an order online, understand that there are shipping problems all over the place. You know, if, if you waited too late and you didn't factor that in, it's on you. Don't be mad at the world about it. You know, uh, make a nice little handwritten card and take a picture of the gift and tell the person, hey, I got you this, but it's not going to be here for a minute. And it's okay. You know, if you're stressed out at work because it's year end and there's like, you know, three months worth of work that suddenly has to get done in three weeks, just take your time, do your best one step at a time. And you know what? Forget anybody who can't understand that. Because they really do. They know when they put that burden on you that it was kind of insurmountable. 
And when you're sitting there thinking, maybe I'm alone. I was at the post office the other day, and it was a very long line, and I made the best of it. I was chatting with a an older woman in front of me, and nobody was grumbling. You know, I have to say, both experiences, the, the Apple Store one and the post office one I'm about to tell you, people really behaved themselves well. And and I've come to the belief that despite what the media keeps attempting to do, that humans are making a human decision and deciding, you know what, we're just not going to be in a perpetual bad mood the way that you seem to want us to be as you politicize all these topics. We are going to do what we want to do, and we're going to get along with one another. And that's good to see. Maybe it's not unilateral, but it's what I saw in my experiences this week. But, you know, they... We're at the post office, we're in this crazy long line, took me like 30 minutes, and I got up there, and the gentleman, the employee that was helping me, happened to mention that, you know, his favorite day of the holidays is December the 26th, because the chaos at the post office ends, and he said, you know, I don't have any family, I don't have anybody that I spend the holidays with, so to me, Christmas Day is a day to catch up on laundry and maybe go to the casino. And I thought, well, you know, I wonder. I wonder if that really does bother him and he's trying to act nonchalant. And then I thought, well, you know, I don't know this guy. Maybe there are reasons why he doesn't have anyone. Or maybe people have invited him and he's perfectly happy to catch up on his laundry and maybe go relax at the casino. But it just made me realize that there, we hear that all the time and maybe we don't assimilate it in our brain, that there genuinely are people who, who just don't have uh, either a chosen family or a blood family or whatever that to enjoy these holidays with where there's so much pressure that you're supposed to be together with people. All the movies, everything. No one shows anyone how it's great to just be alone during the holidays and enjoy it. And we need to be mindful of that because those of us that have those things, whether we're stressed out about dinner with our siblings or our parents or Uncle Bob or whatever it may be, try to stop and take the perspective that there's a lot of people who would love to be you and enjoy that. And if you are one of those people that doesn't have anybody, I don't know, create your own tradition by yourself that you truly enjoy. I don't know what it may be, but it will pass and you know, the suicide rate goes up at Christmas and, and New Year's, and I imagine that the last two years have been kind of a breath of fresh air for people who, who have a hard time dealing with that because everyone was sort of forced to be dispersed and separate and somewhat alone. But, you know, sometimes if that's what you have, for whatever reason, you you haven't establish friendships with people that you can spend the holidays with or maybe you have and it's a holiday party but Christmas day you're still there alone I don't know you know what there's a lot of people alone maybe take the 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 spotlight off of yourself maybe contact a hospital or some other organization a nursing home that you could go and volunteer at that day so you can spend time with people and you really do get that good feeling that you know what I have value I have accomplished something I've brought something positive to somebody's life today. Sometimes that's all it takes. When you're sitting alone in a room and you're just dwelling on you and the sadness of something that, you know, like Christmas where you're alone, it's just going to grow and grow and grow. 
But maybe if you get out and you do something, again, there are tons of people in hospitals and nursing homes. I don't know how they're handling that with COVID restrictions now, but I imagine there's something. If you contacted these groups that you could do, even if it's behind the scenes, maybe a Meals on Wheels, something like that, to bring some positivity to somebody's light who doesn't even have as much as you have to give. Something like that takes the spotlight off of you and you're dwelling on someone and something other than you. can make you feel better for a minute. You know, I don't have all the answers, but those are some of the answers that might help some of you. You know, because I'm very pro-good mental health. And I know it's a big topic in the news now, but it's not really something that people truly want to deal with or think about such a negative connotation with it and again this time of year is really really difficult and I've done another episode uh, talking about the number of people through the COVID-19 two-year battle we've all been involved in how people have you know the great resignation is what they're calling it and there's there's a lot of opinions strong opinions forming on both sides of that fence as well and especially this time of year, because this has always tended to be the end of the year, the first of the year, when people, if they're going to make a career change, that they kind of do it. And I imagine that's going to be even a bigger number this year with people sort of in that mindset anyway. And I'll share with you, there was a blip of a news article I read the other day. I didn't read the whole thing, but somebody was bashing Prince Harry because supposedly he made a comment that if people are unhappy in their jobs, they should leave. And they were accusing him of being disconnected and out of touch because of his status in life and that this was horrible advice to give people. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to have to defend the guy this time because, you know, again, all things being equal, it's perspectives in life and it's, you know, relative. Uh, When I used the example earlier that your problem in your mind may be more important than this other person's problem, but not in their mind. You know, I mean, a baby who drops their toy or their pacifier someplace that they can't reach it is as stressed out as you would be if you just lost your wallet in a subway. It's all relative. So we may think that just because someone like Prince Harry has all this money and elite status that, you know, he there are many things that he is out of touch with and he shouldn't give advice about. I'm going to say that. But he did make very bold and I'm sure difficult moves to break away from a style of living that he was born into that has existed for hundreds and hundreds of years. And I don't know if everything we hear in the press is true, but I'm sure there was some discomfort involved in doing that. And there's always discomfort for any human in change and doing something unfamiliar. So even though his lifestyle may not have been pleasing to him, it was all he knew. And there's always some fear and some insecurity in diving in and doing something new. And I'll give the guy credit that he and his wife had to do this on the global stage with the opinions of the world. That's tough. I got to give him credit for that, whatever you think about it. But I do believe that he was correct in what he said. I mean, he's, he is speaking somewhat from experience in all fairness. And I say it on my podcast all the time. 
Now, I'm not saying if you've got bills and obligations that you should just walk in and tell your boss, I quit. Because obviously you have to have a better plan than that. I mean, that might feel great in that moment, but unless you know that there's another job you can readily walk into, if you're like most people and live paycheck to paycheck, you're going to devastate yourself financially being that impetuous. But I do believe if you're not happy, you shouldn't sit there and keep suffering mentally. Come up with a plan. But do have a plan. But, you know, if it takes a minute to bring that plan into fruition, take that minute. But sometimes you feel better mentally just knowing that there is an end date to your misery. And it might be a long end date, but still, there is, it, there's a finality to it. And there are times when the work world is not such that jobs are that readily available. I also would add the caveat that, you know, I have had moments on the job where I wanted to throw everything in my desk and walk out. And probably in those instances, it would have seemed perfectly justifiable to all around. But realistically, that's making a permanent decision based on a temporary circumstance. I mean, and sometimes, you know, that moment passes and things go on and I'm reminded of, I would be reminded of things I liked about the job. So you have to weigh that out too. Be very cautious that you're not reacting to a singularity rather than a pervasive pattern of negativity on a job. Now, obviously, that singularity could be something so terrible that, yes, it alone is justifiable to want to leave someplace. And yes, if you're working someplace that is literally being physically abusive to you or, you know, approaching you inappropriately, you should leave and go on unemployment and find another job. Don't stay in a dangerous situation. But I agree with Prince Harry. If you are at a job you don't like, you are not bound. You're not in indentured servitude to that place. And, you know, the end of the year is kind of a good time to start thinking about that thing. You know, the, the first of the year is approaching. You have a new year, a fresh start. And it is good to take stock of those things as well as, you know, call your insurance companies and get rates and price them out with other companies and all those other things that they tell us to do annually. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to happen at the first of the year, but it's a good time. And it's a time when going back to my original point that we're all kind of like in a little bit of a mental mood anyway, reflective, you know, it, so maybe that is a thing to do. So yeah, I don't, I don't agree with whoever wrote that article. I don't think that that instance is him being out of touch as long as you add the caveat and maybe he thought he didn't need to spell it out to people like we're stupid, if he indeed even said it, that, you know, you have to have a plan. So have a plan. Those are my thoughts for the week. I'm probably going to touch on it again because I think it's a very important topic. I mean, some some folks get in a very bad mental place at this time of year. And to whatever extent I can do it, I'm, I'm going to try to help. But I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you do, like and follow. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day.